My name is Edward Macmillan, founder of The Bridge, an English theatre for Brussels. And I'm welcoming you to this podcast about creating a theatre, an English theatre in Brussels. I'm a trained actor and singer with prior experience as a business owner and also as a European civil servant working here in Brussels for the European Commission until recently. So in this very first episode, I want to take a bit of a little retrospective look at the idea for the bridge and um, where I'm coming from per se and why I think Brussels needs an English theatre. And I also want to fill you in a little bit on where we are now and our plans for the future. So to help me do this, I've invited my good friend Phil Wilcox to join me so that we can have a conversation about the bridge and also, perhaps if we have time, the role of the arts in society more generally. So welcome, Phil. Thanks for coming along. Hello. Hi, Ed. Thanks very much for having me. Hi. So maybe just tell the listener a little bit about yourself. So um, I am a, a musician and I, uh, I live in London, uh, UK at the moment, um, and I work mostly in vocal music. So I'm a, a singer. I sing opera and uh, concert stuff. Uh, that's uh, singing with choirs. I also direct choirs and I work quite a lot in education as well. I'm the learning and participation manager for Leeds Leader, which involves uh, directing a sort of school's education programme. But we know each other from a long time ago. Indeed we do. And maybe I should just say at this point that I've invited Phil because I think it's really important that um, we have a voice of the people here. And Phil is that voice of the people. So, <laughs> <Wow>. Someone who, someone <laughs> who knows the arts but isn't necessarily <laughs> involved in, in, in theatre in the strictest sense of the word, although he is involved in theatre mm. in terms of opera and performing and concert making. I've done some work with the RSC, thank you very indeed, much. Indeed, indeed, <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, maybe <laughs> I should not... Uh... But it's also, it's also been great because um, I've been a bit of a sounding board, as I know a number of your uh, close friends uh, work in various uh, capacities in the arts, as directors, actors, musicians, etc. So, um, and I know you've called upon a lot of us to, to, to be a bit of a sounding board for your ideas for the bridge, so it's really great to have a chat and spread that message a little bit further. Uh, so with that in mind, Ed, tell us about the bridge. What is the bridge? I mean, in its essence, it is an English language theatre. So it is a theatre that will mm -hmm. connect multilingual Brussels to English language talent. And I see this as being a, a producing house, essentially, a theatre that creates its own works. And it will produce around five professional theatre shows in English every year. Okay, and it's going to be based in Brussels. Is there what sort of feeling do you get about the market for this sort of um, theatre in Brussels? Is there is there something like it already? So no, there isn't anything like it in Brussels, which uh, surprises me. I mean, I, I, so the population of Brussels is enormously diverse. Um, Thirty five percent of the population of Brussels is not Belgian, and around forty percent do speak English to some fluency, so to some degree. So you do have this. Enormous market here uh, for theatre that is not in the the native languages here and and Brussels, as you know, Phil, it's a bilingual bilingual city, I should say. So that's uh, French and Dutch, and then English 
is is another language which but is I assume on... it's not just uh, this isn't going to be a sort of theater duolingo uh, devices it is not just about people who want to immerse themselves in England in English in English as a language although I'm sure it will will, will pay dividends in, in people who want to learn English and experience English theater you have a broader cultural idea about it isn't it what tell us about that no, indeed. Um, so, it, yes, OK, it's going to be a theatre in English, showing Brussels the very best of English language theatre, of talent. But I want to use this theatre as a, a platform, if you will, to promote um, certain values that are close to my heart. So, so uh, I want it to be a vehicle for promoting progressive values and also for promoting sustainability, particularly environmental sustainability. And I would do that by showing uh, plays and other productions which are relevant. So, you know, the, the name of the bridge is extremely important as well. The, 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 this, this name hasn't, hasn't just come from, from nowhere. I want it to be uh, a bridge itself. So a bridge between people, for example, a bridge uh, of ideas and you know, there is a history behind this uh, bridge, this name, the bridge, which maybe we'll talk about a bit later. And it, But it goes back to really the, the divisive politics that we have seen in the past few years. Um, and also the, the division that I see here in Brussels between the, the, the many groups that are here and, and trying to, to forge a society that is somehow cohesive in a very diverse place. So it sounds like this is going to be actually quite a lot more than a theatre, more than the bricks and mortars, uh, bricks and mortar and a stage and a pit and that sort of stuff. What what else is, is planned in the concept of the bridge? Yes, indeed. So we have the productions. That's going to be the, the, the main event, let's see. But a, a, an extremely important component of the bridge is going to be its educational component. So we're going to have a theatre academy, which is going to be for, well, initially for children, but then it, it makes them to adults as well, so that they can immerse themselves and gain from the benefits uh, of theatre in English. So in a way, it's a, dub it's a double benefit. But I mean, it, it, this, this, is, this is for both native speakers and non-native speakers. And this will be a, a weekend um, school, uh, doing classes in drama, in singing, in dance. But then we'll also be taking uh, some workshops, um, usually hopefully related to the productions that are, are showing, and bringing them to the schools in Brussels. So again, this 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 double objective really of yes, enforcing English, but really it's about the theatre and 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 getting involved in drama and realizing the benefits that being involved in drama can can give young people. Be that confidence, presentation skills, um, learning to work with other people. There are so many benefits, and I think I think that that the bridge can help to give these values to, to enable people to learn these values, which will, in the future, enable people to bridge across to other people. It's brilliant, isn't it? And of course, it's, I, like I said earlier, I do a lot of uh, music education. Um, and I like to think that we don't have to shout the message from the rooftop anymore, but I think we kind of still do. Um, that uh, engaging with the arts, uh, whatever arts they are, visual arts, musical arts, theatre, drama, etc., uh, at a young age is so important, not only in the ways that you've just mentioned there, uh, in a sort of societal way, you're talking about engaging with other people, ways to engage, showing, do, being a sort of almost like a good example to have 
somehow engage with society at large, but also the benefits of mental health, physical health even, you know, if you're if you're engaging in dance or music, singing, um, you know, things, and, and actually a lot of it branches over into actors, actors training, things about the breath, you know, how do you use your body? It's it's so broadly encompassing, and I, and I worry sometimes that uh, certainly the sort of education um, field in, in certainly in, in England at the moment does seem to be focusing far too much on, on uh, attainment and uh, um, uh, uh, sort of math, science and English, all very important subjects, but not quite enough on, on the arts. So actually to have something extracurricular that the bridge will, will offer um, is, is hugely important, isn't it? I mean, what, what's interesting, Phil, is is uh, you, you concentrate on the children, which is absolutely true. And I think we could broaden this to also include adults. I mean, these these skills yeah. are, are vital for adults to be able to, to, to function in today's world, be that in a business setting or maybe in their own personal relationships as well. So this is why, OK, a, a, above and beyond the educational component, we're actually going to also be bringing theatre to businesses, so so using the power of theatre to help businesses as well. Wow, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of transferable skills, isn't there? I've noticed this, you know, again training in the arts, coming across lots of actors who have a bit of a a, a side hustle, as they might call it, in presentation training or musicians who go into offices for example I run a few office choirs an hour a week where people in an office can uh, you know come away from their working desk sing with me for an hour go back feeling refreshed and working really really well I think businesses are really clued up to this idea now again mental well-being physical health I mean I have to say especially on singing singing in, in a choir or sing with other people the, the the benefits of that are are now very widely uh, accepted I think and I think I think it's a great thing mm-hmm. that you do there I mean Within Brussels itself, there are actually a lot of actors already, not actors, but a lot of people already uh, offering businesses workshops on presentation skills or or public speaking or or how to um, be in front of a camera. So I, I see that that market is already fully tapped in a way. And so I wanted to use um, theatre in a different way for businesses. And I think that's more more to do with the internal uh, relationships within a business rather than it's it's how it presents itself externally so so we want to offer experiential learning opportunities where where people in businesses or particularly managers um, can learn skills that they can use in the workplace and this might um, be things like having a difficult conversation with colleagues, for example, and how to actually approach that and, and what the other mm. person might be thinking. And you can explore these real world situations through drama. This is really interesting to hear you talk about it. I hadn't considered it from that, but it, it speaks to your um, politico-diplomatic uh, experience in uh, which you've worked in for a, a, a quite, a, quite a lot of your life. So, so you've got the bridge, the entity. This is this. You've got two or three prongs to it, haven't you? You've got the the theatre. You know, you mentioned four or five productions, in-house productions each year. You've got your education wing, which is fantastic. The the academy at the weekends, going into schools as well and getting them engaged, getting young people and the wider community, adults as well, engaging with your productions. And then you've got a, a sort of, if I say, maybe call it a corporate side as well. It's it's an amazing operation you're you're trying to set up. Do do you see this being a sort of 
physical space are you you know are you looking for premises do you have something yes i would love it to be a physical space i mean currently uh, it, you know we're we're far too early in the day to be talking about that but i am already exploring opportunities to find a, a permanent home um for the bridge and and with a permanent home you could open even even more avenues to connect with the local population so for example by having an on-site cafe or bar where people can come in and just uh, spend their time um you know have a have a coffee meet friends mm. i would love that to be also be a venue for live music in the evenings for example right. and then you could also have um art galleries there art exhibitions um and so so having a space of our own would really enable us to fulfill a vision of being much more locally integrated for a start and building an audience and, and nurturing a, a, a yeah. relationship with with an audience mm -hmm. and also you know uh, having the the flexibility to 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 really do what we want but we're not there yet so currently the first stage before we really have a permanent home is to find a temporary home so that would be the first stage. It's great because uh, it makes me when you sort of say about the cafe and the fact that you're going to have a, you know maybe some art up on the walls. You're going to engage with the the real local living nearby your community. It makes me think of some of the nicest theatres that I've played at in the uh, is is touring, doing lots of sort of fringe touring opera and things like that. Going to beautiful uh, smaller theatres in smaller communities which draw a good audience to their shows and you look around and you realize it's because they've got a great space it's a versatile space for the theatre for the for the companies that are coming in uh it's it's and it, but it's also a lovely space for the community to come and spend time you've got the cafe you've got some art going there's a local artist selling art on the walls you know it it really um I think, and it really pays back to the community that it's in as well. If it becomes a sort of central cultural point for, for the locals. I mean, I completely agree, Phil. And one of my inspirations uh, is the South Bank Centre in London, where I used to spend a lot of time. And it's it's a public space essentially, which they they have reclaimed. And you you can go mm. in there. You you don't actually have to buy anything there although it's nicer to do that and you can use it i've used it just to work there's also the national theater just next door where you can also just mm -hmm. go in and enjoy the space and i think that's really something really special especially um in in northern europe where the climate isn't always so good and you just want somewhere to go which is which is comfortable and and welcoming as well yeah mm. and creative in its nature yeah brilliant so how did the idea come about did you just wake up one day ping I'm going to make a theatre, or how'd you come to it? Mm, it's a long story, Phil. I mean, I, I, until very recently, I was working in the European Commission. Um, you know, I, I entered that kind of uh, political, let's say, job because I wanted to help improve people's daily lives. So at the European mm -hmm. Commission, I was working in development cooperation, so working with countries outside of the European Union to really build up their capacities uh, to in order to to provide for for the people of these countries, and this was, you know, th this was enjoyable. It was fulfilling, but there was always something missing, and it took me a while to really place it. And 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 in the end, I realized it was this act of creation of creating theater specifically, which. I missed, and I missed it from my days of being a performer, and also before that, and when I was a student, when I was, and I, I directed and produced various shows. So, so I have this like bug inside me. I guess it is the theatre bug, unfortunately, as cliche yeah, as that is. 
and it, 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 it was coming out. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it, it was way, making me want to create and want to do things. So, so I had this drive, and then it, in a way, it just occurred to me one day. As I said in the beginning, mm. why does Brussels not have an English language theatre? I mean, th these are everywhere in Europe, particularly in German-speaking places. You have uh, an excellent English theatre in Frankfurt, in Munich, Berlin, uh, Hamburg. There's one in The Hague, which is very good. And I was like, mm -hmm. well, but Brussels, I, I just feel that Brussels, with this big expat community, the seat of the European Commission, of NATO, and the fact that it is this... this complex bilingual city where actually the the lingua franca is is sliding from french to english and you see it more and more in right. cultural mm -hmm. institutions here that english is used I was just kind of surprised and amazed that there wasn't one here before and of course it's so well connected as well brussels isn't it it's so easy to get to around to from and around exactly and also with the uk i mean with the eurostar 2 hours uh, on the train, it makes it from London. Um, uh, you know, it makes it uh, in a way ideal from that point of view. Also, for me personally, you know, I am British. I would like to be able to go back to the UK easily, and so it makes makes the commute, let's call it, very easy. So I had this idea of making a theatre, and it was actually really, mm -hmm. I guess, Brexit ultimately that that made me. Um, really think about this seriously. I mean, Brexit affected me mm. personally in terms of my job, not immediately, but, it, but you know, there is the long-term ramifications of a Brit working in the European Commission. But then it was also the wider political context of, you know, Brexit was a sign that we mm. are living in a more polarised world. And I was really seeing this in the UK with the divide between the Leavers and the Remainers. But this was um, this kind of polarization was being uh, was happening all around the world and particularly in Europe. And so I wanted to proactively respond to this, essentially. So Brexit was a bit of a catalyst then for you? Absolutely. So with all that in mind then, um, and obviously you, you touched on your theatre background, but just just unpack a little bit why a why a theatre? Because you you know, it, uh, as so many theatres now, I certainly see in in the the ones I, I visit in the UK. You mentioned actually the the, the big names, you know, the Southbank Centre, the National Theatre, etc. Um, but also I think of small community theatres as well. So many of them are having to offer this sort of community basis, whether they operate outreach programmes or they have the the, the cafe, the sort of front facing, public facing entity to them, if you will. Why, uh, why a theatre specifically? Why not just open an English language cafe? Uh, yeah, I mean, theatre is my roots, uh, and and I wanted to go back there, but it's more than that. I think that that theatre, you know, it, it's a vehicle through which you can communicate ideas, and I think there's nothing quite like theatre for doing this. You know, you have a collection of people mm. all sat together, all with them, their focus on, on the stage, all, all experiencing uh, the same thing objectively but maybe subjectively their 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 takeaway experience is slightly different and 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 watching these live people do something live mm. in front of you makes you kind of maybe appreciate a story in a different way than you would for example a film in the cinema or, or, or for certain a, a film 
at home where you, you know, you're distracted, you're, you're watching the film mm. and you might just check your phone or you might go to the toilet or whatever. But like at the theatre, your, your focus is on on the play, on on the action. So so then you can use this focus to really um, get people to to think, maybe not consciously, but but maybe subconsciously think about different ideas and, and present different views or, or, or perspectives that maybe they hadn't encountered before. And I think that's a, a, a very powerful thing. It's funny, isn't it? There's a certain amount of, uh, I hesitate to say it because it's not quite the positive term I want to use, but mob mentality as an audience. <laughs> you know, uh, you can hear it when uh, when something shocking ha- happens on stage and <gasps> throughout the whole throughout the whole theatre or, you know, do who you can tell uh, if, if an audience likes a character, doesn't like a character and why that is. Um, it's interesting, isn't it, to be to be an audience, if that's the right singular, it, to be part of a of a bigger mob. <laughs> it is. It is the perennial mystery. Why are you know we when you're a performer or, or, or involved in theatre, some audiences are good, quote unquote, some are bad, and and because they have a good reaction or they have a bad reaction, but but why that is the case and why a certain set of group of people act, react in a certain way and others in a different way is is. You know, who knows? Who knows why? But it is amazing that it really taps into this this inner human mm, psyche of of yeah, well, the sheep mentality. I think <laughs> I have mm. to say, like following following everyone else. But really, you're you're wrapped up as a group. You're not an individual. You're you're participating in a group exercise. You know, in a, in many ways, it's kind of like a secular church. You you are you are there yeah. to to yeah. witness what is happening, and you're having this collective experience. Amen. So this um, wonderful group of people who are coming to the bridge, who you're trying to entice in to uh, see these wonderful productions you're going to put on and engage, come and have tea at the cafe and engage with all of the uh participation and outreach that you're running who are they uh, how are you going to make sure i think it's a it's a big thing at the moment to make sure that it's possible for everyone to to experience the arts because it can be dare i say it elitist um how are you going to make sure that everybody is going to benefit from this wonderful project uh yes phil i mean you're touching on a, on a salient point let's say i mean brussels is is quite a divided city i have to say so so you, you do have this kind of expat um bubble let's say working with the the international institutions the lobbying world around it uh, and 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 they live in like in certain areas of the city and then you have people who who are from brussels itself and and they live in other areas of city and and the, the two kind of worlds are, are quite divided so i mean I, I i have to admit that of course the theater will be attractive for for the expat the more educated bubble Okay, not not just experts, also also Belgians, um, who are who are living here, and they do make up a, a substantial proportion of the city. But you know, this is theatre. I, I I want to to widen the net a bit, and we we will try and put in place uh, incentives and and schemes to to encourage um, uh, local people from Brussels uh, to come, and and even if they they can't speak English perfectly that's absolutely fine I, th- I think it's great to have this experience of 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 uh theater in another language and 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 i've i've experienced that myself actually having lived abroad and 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 going to see theater even if i don't understand so 
there are various in, uh, schemes that I want to put in place. One would be encouraging younger people to come through cheaper tickets for under 25s, for mm -hmm. example. Another would be um, a, a pay-what-you-want day for people of the, the local vicinity of the theatre. Um, so there are two ways. But then there's another yeah. kind of strand, which would be, you know, you want to see your life reflected on the stage as well. So, so it, it, in a way, that means if I want to be inclusive from my audience point of view, then there needs to be a certain amount of, that needs to be reflected on the stage. The inclusion needs to be on, reflected on the stage. So, I, you know, while I don't have any particular um, quotas, let's say, uh, 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 about about um, including people who are not like mm -hmm. me, who are not white and male uh, and European, let's say, in this context, uh, you, you know, I, I would like to make a diverse team, both behind the stage in terms of the actual management of the bridge i would love, love a diverse team but also then what we what we show on the stage mm. for that to be diverse you know it depends on the production of course i can't say anything but it's true isn't it it's, there's no point in being squeamish about it we've got two white guys from southern england talking here in our rather round uh receive pronunciation accents there's no point in being squeamish um black black and minority ethnic uh communities are underrepresented in on stage at the moment and uh in positions of power within the arts um and until that morphs and uh, and moves on uh you know it doesn't have to be through um through anything other than just just conscious change um then then it it will always stay that way which is which is wrong so and you're right because it's important that people see um I, re I remember I worked a lot in, in Bradford a few years ago, uh, which obviously has a, a, a very large Asian population. Um, and I was going into primary schools and I realised that I was sat there and the, the kids that I was working with were so young and sweet and lovely. Uh, but I also was, was quite sort of aware of the fact that they uh, I was singing with them, telling them that they were able to do this and sort of saying that, you know, a life in the arts is wonderful and engaging. Um, and they were looking up at someone who who didn't, you know, didn't look like them. Now, at their age, that's actually not a problem, and that's really quite lovely. And actually going into a school now in comparison mm -hmm. to going to school when we were kids um, is, is quite a different thing. You know, I think kids, in, in a large respect, are, are fairly um, are blind to the differences between themselves and the, the, the other children around them, which I think is amazing. And so it, you only become aware of that, I think, as an adult and then grow up into society and realise, hang on, none of the people around this table look like me, you know, in, in terms of going for a job or something like that. And then it becomes a problem because then you're conscious of it. So the more that we can do to, to, to put people... Uh, to put a diverse team in, in places of power and, and on stage in front of people, the more likely it is that young people are going to see themselves on stage, see themselves in those positions, and aim for that as well, isn't it? No, absolutely. I mean, I, I would only caveat what you said in, in, in that for, for children, perhaps they don't consciously feel it, but I think somewhere in their subconscious, they, they it probably does sit like, oh, people like mm -hmm. me, they don't do that. So yeah. I'm not going to aspire to do that because that's just not, not what, people like me do you know it's this, this very deep-seated deep-rooted kind of perceptions of life whereas whereas if you if you do see someone who looks like you on that stage you're like wow that's really cool mm. i could do that awesome so where where are we now where have you got up to so the state of play 
I mean, we are still very much in the early stages of of building this project. So, so currently, we're trying to uh, 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 build the team, finalize the team that will really get this project off and running, and also looking into fundraising. I mean, the the finances of of theatre is is extremely hard. So, getting some kind of um, financial prospects from different partners, different financial partners is incredibly important. Um, you know, there are plans afoot to do some things, but obviously COVID is a major factor and the unpredictability of of that. Um, uh, you know, as we approach summer, things things might change. And, and so, so I'm hoping to uh, open the Academy in September. So that will be the first public-facing uh, thing um, uh, thing that the bridge will have we may do something in the summer but let's see how it goes but the academy will open and that will be in a, a temporary place i assume that'll be in a temporary home yes and it may not be in the same place as we do productions i mean they they may be in different places yeah. um and then you know this will run from september it will run you know roughly for 12 week terms but the first production of the bridge will not take place until summer 2022. So we still have quite a way off before we actually get the ball, ball really rolling, let's say. Mm. So it's, it sounds like a long way off, doesn't it? But in theatre terms, it's actually just around the corner because by the time you've factored in uh, rehearsals, planning, pre-production, etc., it's um, it's almost, well, it's, you're on the road already, aren't you? It's really exciting. Yeah, there's, there's incredibly a lot to do between now and then, and um, I'm extremely excited about it. Uh, <laughs> very nervous, um, but I'm, I'm really up for the challenge, and I'm looking forward to seeing what the next 12 months, 18 months have, have in store. That's amazing. So how can we help then? Final question. People are listening to this podcast, and they think it's a fantastic idea. They like the sound of your voice, the cut of your jib. What can we do to get involved? The first thing is get in contact. Send us your ideas, your thoughts, your comments. You know, I I, I want the bridge to be part of Brussels and, and part of the, the, the community here. So if, if you have an idea for how we can make the bridge a, a better place, a better English language theatre for Brussels, then just let us know and you can get in contact with us through uh, Facebook or Instagram, thebridge.brussels, you can find us, or email us on info at thebridge.brussels. So that's the first thing. Also, please just tell your friends, tell your friends that this is coming, this is coming in summer 2022. And finally, subscribe to this podcast where we will have every month, uh, we will release a new podcast about some different aspect of the theatre. Well, there you go. That's how you do it. Uh, it's been a pleasure. It's been great fun. Thanks for having me along, Ed. Phil, it's been wonderful. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, speak to you soon. You've been listening to How to Build a Theatre, a podcast brought to you by The Bridge and English Theatre for Brussels. The podcast was presented by me, Edward McMillan, and Phil Wilcox, with music by Smith the Mister, available through audiolibrary.com.co. For further information, check out www.thebridge.brussels. See you next month.